You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. We're going to be in the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 7. And one of the things that we've been looking at in studying Thessalonians, the overall overriding study is living in light of the last days. I really like what David Jeremiah has done recently. He Rather than preaching about uh, the, he's preaching about the last days, but he's talking about uh, how to be the people of the last days. God tells us how we can live because we don't know when the Lord's coming back and we don't know really when it's all going to wind up. Uh, we believe that to be soon. But First Thessalonians is addressing uh, what it's a, a people who are going through a tough time, but also there's a lot that he says about the last days kind of in connection with that. Now we come back and Lord willing, this will be the last. We look at verse 13. I think this will be my third straight week preaching out of verse 13 uh, of 1 Thessalonians 2. But we'll move on from that. But it says this in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word, I'm sorry, the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men. But as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. And so we see God's word at work uh, within us and and the importance of the word of God, the importance of the Bible. Um, And I believe this is significant. Uh, Well, I know it is. It's in the word of God. But how important the Bible is for the last days. Uh, the preaching and the teaching of God's Word. Uh, you know, there was a time that, that some of us, many of us remember when what society declared to be wrong and what the Bible declared to be wrong were kind of in agreement, right? Uh, most of us can remember to where that as far as, as far as morally speaking, but boy, I tell you, anymore, we're not seeing that. Um, and, but it's through the preaching of the Word of God. Now, there's something else to say about the Word of God and the importance of God's Word. Uh, I love that statement, don't you? There's many things the Bible is called a lamp and a light. It's called a hammer. Um, it, it's referred to as water in other places. But it's uh, called the Word of God. Uh, that's a pretty bold title, isn't it, for the Bible, the Word of God. See, and what that carries the idea of is that if the Bible is indeed the Word of God, that means it's the Word of the Creator, And if it's the word of the creator, that means that whatever it is that it's saying, whatever God's word is saying, must be pretty important to those of us who are his creatures. And therein lies the problem with many people. And that's why a lot of people don't want to really acknowledge the creator. And they don't want to acknowledge that the Bible is the word of God. And there's a constant onslaught on the word of God, not only from without, but also from within. There's those within that would attack the validity of the Word of God. But here Paul is giving this this letter to this first century church. Of course, if you remember, this is a place he went to Thessalonica, preached the Word of God. These people came to Christ. They were saved by the grace of God. A church was established. Now they're going through difficult times and he's writing back to them and encouraging them. And then it applies to those people of that day, but it also applies to us in this day as he deals with the last days and that the Word of God still matters. And so 
What we preached about a little bit last week was the, how that they appreciated the Word of God. Or, or last time we talked about how they appreciated the Word of God. Uh, but this week we're going to talk a little bit more about how they appropriated the Word of God. How they appropriated the Word of God. I got a couple, thing, a couple verses I want to read to you. Uh, I don't know if a tree you had a head up on, heads up on these, but the first one I want to read is 1 Corinthians 1.21, where the Bible says, For after that, in the wisdom of God, the, wor- the world by wisdom knew not God. That's quite a statement, isn't it? The world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now I'm going to say more about that probably on Sunday as we get into Nehemiah chapter number 8 when the law was found and read thereby read and explained by Ezra and the importance of uh, that. But he, he chose the preaching of the Word of God. And it says foolishness of preaching just because it seems foolish to the world for a guy to stand up and preach. You know what seems more foolish to the world for a guy to stand up and preach? is for people to come listen to a guy preach, uh, right? Uh, and, but it, and he didn't say that God chose foolish preaching either. <laughs> Man, I, I've heard some foolish preaching, okay? Uh, but the foolishness of preaching just goes from the world's perspective. But here's one of the key verses, folks. Jesus said that, 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 that the faith of many would wax cold as it got closer to the time of his coming. And so that's one of the reasons why the word of God is important. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So uh, we, we, when we think about the word of God, we talk about the appreciation, but we, we want to talk a little bit today about appropriate word. And here's what I mean by that. Here in this one verse, in verse 13, notice with me again, He says, for this cause also, thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which ye heard of us. And I mentioned this last week, they received. And what that means is just simply to accept from another. The first word, the first meaning there carries the idea of accepting from another. The second one means welcoming it. One means hearing of the ear, the other means hearing of the heart. Because the first time he says, you received it, uh, that you heard of us. But notice this, as you go on, he says, you received the word of God, which ye heard of us. Ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. So it's one thing to hear the word of God and hear the Bible and say, okay, I'll accept that. Cool, I got that. But it's quite another thing to say, you know what? That's for me. That's God's word for me, and I am taking that in. I'm not just hearing with the ear. I'm hearing from the heart. I want to hear what God says to me. And aren't you glad that God has a word for you today? And I'm glad there's no one that I ever talked to that I can't look right in the eyeballs and let them know that God cares about them and has a word for them. And this Bible is still very relevant. It's still changing lives. And I'm glad that it still will teach you what it means to know God and what it means to know the forgiveness of sins, what it means to know what it means to be set free from the prison of guilt and shame and pain and all these other things, how God's work can effectually work in you. Man, I, I talked about this last time, so I'm not going to chase this rabbit again. But I tried to preach a message uh, a couple times ago out of verse 13 about how much God's Word has effectually worked in me. And how much, if you would just sit and think about how much of a miracle it is 
that many of us are where we are today. The, the, where we could have been, Ron, versus here we are today. And no, no, we're not sitting here as you know, perfect people or anything like that. But I want to tell you, the reason that I'm where I'm at today is because of the Word of God. It's because of the power of the Word of God. I mean, number one, I was saved through the power of the Word of God because that's where I heard about Christ. That's, how, that's where I learned about my sin. That's where I learned that, that Jesus died for me and was buried and rose again the third day. But it, it's, it's through the power of God's Word, not just receiving it here, but receiving it in my heart to where after I became a Christian, I said, okay, God, I want to receive your Word. I want to bring it in and make it a part of me. Uh, and man, no, I am nowhere near what I want to be today, but I'm not what I used to be, amen? Not what I used to be. And I can tell you this, I'm not what I'm going to be uh, because God's still working on me. But He's working on me in large part through the Word of God. The Spirit of God working with the Word of God. So, appropriating. So the idea of accepting, receiving the Word of God. Now, conversely, uh, uh, this, the Lord laid this on my mind you know, or just later this afternoon, the same word for receive. So, so he says that, man, when you heard the word of God, you received it. I mean, you heard with your heart. You said, man, that's, what's, that's what God's saying to me. And by the way, to me, that's one of the glorious things about getting up here and proclaiming the word of God because it's not about my ability as an orator. You want to know something I was called last week? I forgot to mention, you know, give a testimony Man, things go by. There's a lot that happens in a week. I mean, God's good. I just get so many opportunities to share and, 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 and have Bible studies with people. But last week, I was on, the, I was on the, the campus at the University of South Dakota there in the business school getting to share the Word of God with a group of students. Pretty cool. But after I was done, I got something said to me that I don't, get, I don't know if I've ever been told this. But the young man that had invited me said, man, you're a great orator. <laughs> Insert laughter right there, you know. I'm like, a great orator? I don't think I've ever been called that in my life. Um, but the, the, the point is, I'm glad I don't have to be a great orator. Folks, it's not about me. And it's not about my personality. Folks, it's about this Bible that I can proclaim. Because, see, where I cannot go, God's Word goes. The great thing is, as God's Word is spoken, as it's preached, God's Word can penetrate deep inside a person's heart. Amen? And God can speak to where nobody else can speak through His Word. That's why it's so important that we preach the Word of God. It's not about me just trying to get up here and give a clever talk, you know, and being like, oh man, you know, something. No, I mean, and using just some pop psychology and, or, or whatever else, or just giving a really good TED talk, you know, and people are like, wow, dude, that blew my mind. Um, like, that's all good and everything, but what really matters is the Word of God penetrating into the hearts of men. I'm self conscious with these boot cut jeans on tonight. Does that look weird? Um, would it be weirder if I tight rolled them? Like I did when I was a teenager. Anybody ever tight roll? Uh, Barb, okay, yeah, tight. I could do it. Uh, no socks, egos, and all that, but nothing to do with the message tonight. But the point is, God's Word can go, not about, the, not about my bootcut jeans, but the point about the preaching of God's Word and it mattering is because where it can go. Now, 1 Corinthians 2.14, here's what it says. 
It says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? So he said, you received it. You brought it. You didn't just hear with your ears. Man, you heard with your heart. And aren't you glad, number one, aren't you glad you could hear with your hearts to start with? Because what happens so many times is, is, uh, is, is, is sometimes people come to church, and, and by the way, I have, I have had to learn over the years to tell people when they first start coming to this church something. And it ain't just because they're coming to this church, but especially if they come out of no church background or, or maybe uh, more of a, a, a Protestant or Catholic background or something like that. Uh, one of the first opportunities I have to talk with them, I'll often say, now Eric, I'm committing to you right now that if I ever have something to say to you, that I'm not going to hide up here and say it. If I have something I need to say to you, I will be man enough to say, Eric, can I talk to you? Now, here's the reason I say that. Because I had people get mad at, I've had people get mad at me through the years. I've had people get mad at their wives and husbands through the years. I can remember one in particular, uh, Dale and Kay. And I remember uh, Dale and Kay. Kay had been coming to our church for quite a while when I was in central South Dakota. And uh, she had finally got her husband to start coming. And boy, he enjoyed it and thought, well, this is cool and I like it and everything. Until one Sunday, I got up and preached. And he sat there and I just started, I just started plowing right up, uh, you know, the tater patch there. Just getting a little bit too close to the, to the corn there, you know, as I was plowing. And he sat back there and he's getting... And matter, and he's looking at his wife, and he's looking at his wife. And as soon as he got out of church, I cannot believe you told that preacher all that about me. Guess what? She didn't tell me nothing about him. I didn't know nothing about him. I wasn't even thinking about him. But there's a God in heaven that cares. That's where it starts with. That was talking to him. I can't talk to people that way. Only God can talk to people that way. And it's the Word of God working with the Spirit of God. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I've said this a hundred times maybe, but I'll just say it one more time. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. I want to hear. I want it to feel like I'm getting preached to when I come to church. And not preached to, not in a way like the where I think is some wimpy preacher that acts like he's a tough preacher because he gets up here and calls me out or something. But I'm talking about just from somebody with the heart that's just trying to declare the Word of God and the Spirit of God works and the Word of God works, I want to hear from God. Some people get mad about that. Well, I'm not coming there anymore. felt like you was preaching right to me. Sometimes they'll say, well, what do you want me to preach to? You know, I'm preaching to the people that are out here, right? But I'll say this. It reminds me of years ago. Uh, some of you know what I'm going to say probably, but there's some that had not heard it. Uh, if you're my age or older, that's something I just need to quit saying. But kids, when... I was a little bit younger than you. Some of the people in here would have been your age. Um, one of the things that was pretty common would be to call into the local radio station. Anybody? And you call into the local radio station, and you're like, "Hey, I want you to play. I want you to let. I want you to play this song for Melanie. I want to know what love is." And so the DJ comes over and says, "This song is going out. Don't don't use that one." Uh, that this song is going out to Melanie today from Jesse. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody? Y'all remember that stuff? Uh, we don't do that anymore. I don't know what kids do now, uh, but they don't do that. All right. You say, what's that got to do with anything in this world? 
Here's what it's got to do with something. You know the way I feel when I hear a message and it feels straight like it's coming to me? Here's what I hear in the back of my mind, Danny. I hear this. In the back of my mind, I hear, this one's going out special to Jesse today. It's coming right from your loving Heavenly Father. He cares about you and He's got this for you. And I'm like, okay, Lord, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Uh, that's, what I, that's the way I look at it. God's speaking. Man, uh, I said I was going to get done with this verse and I hadn't even got to the first point here yet. Uh, I want to show you the, the, some instructions that Jesus said when it comes to hearing the Word of God. Jesus actually warned regularly about the way you hear the wrong kind of hearing, all right? In Matthew 13, verse 19, Matthew 13, verse 19, here's what Jesus said. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. So the very first thing he's saying is, do you got ears? Now remember, Jesus is preaching to a bunch of people that all have ears. But he's saying, do you have spiritual ears? In other words, he is saying, Listen, it's important that you listen. That you, it's important that you hear the Word of God. Use every opportunity you have to hear the Word of God. Man, what a privilege it is to have the Word of God. To have be, for the Word of God to be as accessible. Uh, one of the missionaries we're t- talking missions day that I'm hoping that we can support and help out soon is a fella that's working in South Korea. And folks, he, he's trying to help get the Bible into North Korea and into China. He's actually doing that. Now, here's, the, here's the, the bad thing about that, though. Guess what happens if you get caught with the Bible in North Korea? You're dead. Guess who else is dead or at least going to prison? Yeah, your, your entire family. Your entire family. Um, and so therefore, and, 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 and truly, he, to, he told a story about a lady that had a Bible and, and she had it stashed like in her laundry basket as the women are wash, uh, washing, you know, or whatever. And, and somebody saw that Bible and uh, just like some in our country would do today, they, they mandatory reported uh, her because if they didn't report it and if you were around her and it was suspected that you knew about it, there's a lot of folks, I'll just say, that don't have a Bible, that don't have the ease in which we... So Jesus said it's important that you hear. Take every opportunity to hear the Word of God. So number one, Jesus said one way to appropriate the Word, to make it a part of you, He said make sure that you hear. Uh, make sure that you receive uh, the Word of God. So who hath ears to hear, let him hear. It's important that you hear, okay? It's important that you hear. Number two, it's important what you hear. Mark 4.24, Jesus said, Take heed what ye hear. Take heed what you hear. In other words, make sure that you take time to absorb it. Know what you're hearing. Have a discerning ear about what... I mean, ask questions. What does that mean? What does that word mean? What is the Lord saying right there? I want to understand the Word of God. So he said, take heed that ye hear. Take heed what you hear. Then Jesus went further in Luke 8, 18, and he said this, take heed therefore how ye hear. Take heed therefore how ye hear. Make sure that you hear, what you hear, how you hear. Many people are careless hearers and cannot apply themselves to listen to the teaching of God's Word. 
Some people have itching ears. The, the Bible warns that in the last days people would have itching ears, you know. And, and there's just a picture there of that, of that irresistible. Anna, you ever have like a, you ever itch somewhere and you just got to scratch it? Then it doesn't feel good when you do scratch it? Yeah, you don't do that? You do too. You're itching and it's just like, oh, and it feels, but your back is kind of itching and mom scratches it and it's like it feels good. That's the picture that God's using right there. People who have itching ears. So if you've got an itching ear, what do you want? You want somebody to come up and go, oh, yeah, that's, that's the spot. In other words, and it's always weird and awkward when I do that, but that's kind of the picture that it's giving, okay? Um, so people, just, just tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I want to hear. Well, you know what? What I want to hear might not be what I need to hear. All right? But people have itching ears. The Bible warns about that. So, so, so how you hear. I, I'll tell you another approach that people have. Have you ever, have you ever had the buffet-style approach to when it comes to the Bible? You know? Buffet-style. How many like buffets? I like buffets. My only problem with buffets is I always feel like I need to get my money's worth. Uh, and I eat a whole lot more than I ought to eat. Um, buffets can also gross me out, too, by the way, sometimes. But, uh, but, it's, but it's this love-hate relationship. But when you go to a buffet, I get what I want. If I don't want it, it's sitting right there. Not getting that. Uh, I, I like eating salad. I really do. But I have a hard time. If you have salad and meat or salad and pizza out at the same time, I don't want that salad to take room that I could be putting that pizza in. You know, if my pizza ranch or something. I mean, I'm serious. I, I struggle with that big time. Uh, so, uh, so, so I pick and choose what I want, all right? But that's not how we are to hear the Word of God. That's not how we receive the Word of God. There may be something I hear where I say, man, I don't like that, but you know what? Maybe I need to, take, maybe I need to listen to that. If God's trying to tell me the kind of husband I need to be, the kind of father, the kind of man, the kind of whatever, maybe I don't like it, but you know what, I need to receive that too. Because here's one thing about my great and awesome God. He knows me, He cares about me, and not one time does God... God does not give commandments. God does not give His Word. God does not give His instruction to be a curse to mankind. That's the way we treat it sometimes. You know, oh, that mean old God. What are you talking about, that mean old God? His instructions are trying to get you on the path of life. If you don't believe it, look at the people that go opposite of those instructions. What happens then? Oh, that mean old God doesn't want me to ruin my life. What kind of God is this? That mean old God doesn't want me to ruin my marriage. What kind of God is this anyhow? You know, this, this, this mean old God of mine doesn't want me to, 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 to ruin myself financially and go into, you know, debt to where I'm just going to struggle and die and whatever else. Mean old God. No, God graciously helps us. And the good thing is, even when we're on that path, because everybody's on that path at some time, and, if, and we have a tendency to go back down that path, God's Word still draws us back. Um, and so, the, the, the Word of God, man, the, the Lord says, make sure that you hear, make sure what you hear, make sure and be careful how you hear the Word of God. Um, Apply it to your life. Bring it into your being. Here's what Jesus said in John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, listen to this, 
The words that I speak unto you, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are life. Folks, the Word of God, see, the Word of God has the ability to transform us, and we've already alluded to that. But it's when we appropriate it. And maybe, and I, I feel like we all probably ought to do this from time to time, maybe we need to try to ponder and think a little bit and get a new appreciation for the Word of God. You know, if we don't have an appreciation for the Word of God, maybe we ought to just say, Lord, will you help me to appreciate your Word more? You know, maybe we could even get educated and just look and see at the great cost of the Word of God and the great power of the Word of God and, and avail ourselves. I mean, may, may, may the, may the te- from the teens and from, honestly, Anna on up, uh, just have a, a, a hunger for the Word of God because God's able, amen? Um, and so uh, the Word of God, what does it do? It works in your life. But man, take heed that, or take heed what you hear. Take heed that you hear, and take heed how you hear. How do you hear the Word of God? Or are you hearing the Word of God? Take heed that you hear. What are you hearing? Is it just what you want to hear? Or is it just saying, Lord, I'm trusting you that you've got the best for me? And by the way, the Thessalonians were not uh, credited for this, Interesting, interestingly enough, but what he said that the Thessalonians did not do that the Berean Christians did. And you're aware of this because this is one of the big things that, that I believe here. There's one of the reasons that we have some of the traditions that, that we have as a church sometimes. Uh, it's pretty common for people, and, and, and be careful because you might get called a Bible thumper. And, and anymore, you know, a lot of people just bring their Bibles on their Bible app and all that. But a lot of us still bring our Bibles to church. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? Huh? Yeah, I mean, we, we put it up on the screens and you can see it for yourself. And that means a lot because you can see it. But it's the idea that, uh, that, that you're a student of the Word of God. And that really, yes, I'm a guy that's surrendered and been called and, and this is what I do. But I'm no different from you uh, in most any other way. And so the point I'm just trying to get around to to make is you never just go by talking about take heed how you hear. Uh, hey, you don't just... You don't just take what some guy says at face value. You, you question and say, hey, is that really what God's saying? You know, I don't want anybody leaving this church saying, well, preacher said it, so it must be true. No. I want you to say, huh, that's interesting. Hadn't heard that before, preacher. And you know what I like? I like when people sometimes leave and say, preacher, I hadn't heard that, and I'm not too sure about that either. I don't get offended. I don't say, how dare you? You know, I can't, you know, do you not know who I am? I go in my Charlton Heston voice, you know. Uh, and, uh, I mean, no. I'd just be like, cool, man. Check it out. You know, study it. Uh, you know what? I'll study it again. And come back and we'll talk about it. And you know what? Sometimes people get it right and come back and agree with me. Uh, <laughs> uh, other times they don't. Uh, but, but, but no, seriously. I mean, there's times that I'm just like, ugh, got me there. And, and by God's grace, I'll... I said this, but what I, 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 I misspoke a little bit, or maybe I shouldn't have said this. And, and I'm, I'm fine doing that, because ultimately, it's sure, it's sure in the world it's not about my pride of being right. It's about what God's Word says. Amen? And so, take the Word of God, learn it for yourself, know it for yourself, uh, be a student of God's Word. Amen. All right. Uh, 
Um, let's uh, all stand here tonight, and I think we'll be dismissed in a word of prayer. I thank you so much, but I do want to just give you a moment to consider and think. How do you hear the Word of God? Do you hear the Word of God? What is your attitude toward the Word of God? What if the Word of God disagrees with what you think? What do you do then? Hey, it's a challenge, man. It's, it's a thing of faith. But I'm telling you today, ultimately, we can trust that God loves us, cares about us, and knows best. Amen? And I don't know where you stand tonight, but maybe, like I said, maybe tonight, God has sent out that special request. That got your attention. Sorry, I didn't mean for it to be that loud. But, but God is getting your attention tonight to say, hey, I'm speaking to you tonight. I love you. I care about you. I'm, I'm trying to call you back to myself, or I'm trying to call you to myself. Hear the word of God, man. Heed that loving call. Know that God's trying to get you on the path of life and blessing and maybe to get you off the path of cursing and death. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your faithfulness and blessings. I thank you for the word of God. I thank you for how the word of God is changing my life. Now, Lord, I stand here before all these people and God, I, I still struggle sometimes with wanting to go my own way. Matter of fact, I believe I struggle with that every day. But God, I'm glad for the, in the ways that you've helped me to obey you over my own will. But God, I pray that you'll forgive me and help me in the ways that I have not surrendered to you and allowed you to work in my life. And, and I thank you for being gracious for those times that I have gone the wrong way. God, you're a good God, and I thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray, God, that uh, you'll just help, us, help our hearts to be open to you tonight. We love you, and we'll praise you for all that you do and all you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You are at liberty.